Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarkiest Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning stance, at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. And uh, we got to thank you for answering our pleas and clicking either the download button or the subscribe button or rating us. Doing whatever it is we asked you to every damn week because for some reason we have shot up to number 42 on the sports and rec section on iTunes. It's a big feat. I, I will not downplay that. I, I actually appreciate that you guys have been taking time out uh, to actually listen to our requests. And the more that you do it, the more that we can get closer to the Ringer podcasts, which are actually my goal to beat now. What number is that? Bill Simmons is number one. Seriously? Yes. Why? Of course. There are a lot of subscribers. That's how it was is. Was he number one before? Yeah, before he, the he was. Podcast? Yeah. Yep, yep. With the ESPN podcast, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's a tough act to follow. Yeah. Why do people like listening to Bill Simmons anyway? Because he's fun. He's fun, but he's not, you know, nice to listen to. Oh, he is. Uh, if he debates name a Joe House, masaya. Oh, yeah, the boss is fine because it's very Boston, yeah, yeah. Bo- Bostonian. Bostonian, nasal. Yeah, very nasal. But he actually has good banters with the mga niya. Like, I, I've enjoyed his conversations with House. I enjoyed this last one where he went in deep on the NBA draft and mm. the Orlando shootings. Uh. So, um, very insightful yung, yung uh, podcast niya. So, if you, uh, you want to look for another podcast to listen to, the Ringer Network actually has a good bunch of podcasts on their network. Mm. Man, I can't believe we're plugging the Ringer again. Yeah. Oh, hold on. We, pl- we plugged Grantland before. I guess, How much yeah. about Cheap Heat? Uh. Uh, Cheap Heat was actually good this week. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Rosenberg found a good partner. Who? Uh, Brian Campbell. Okay From what ESPN happened to, What happened to you in a sad guy Greg? He's dealing with family issues this week Ah okay So he okay. got Brian Campbell uh, Who's also a friend of Rafe Bartholomew hmm. uh, so, so Brian Campbell comes in And he, actually I would say That he's a good replacement for Shoemaker hmm. See, see, Brian Campbell. A fan? Uh, yeah, he is a, a diehard fan. Uh, probably get coach. Huh? He's very eloquent, also. No, my problem with coach <laughs> is he bashes on the fans too much. Eh? Ah, Jesus Christ! See, coach, coach bashes you. on the audience of Cheap Heat. Coach, you dick. Uh, what do you mean, the audience of Cheap Heat? Not which is n- the thinking wrestling fan. Ah, okay. Like he craps on the thinking wrestling fan by saying, "Now nah, you guys are overthinking this too much." But doesn't Rosenberg do this? You know, so when you have both of them doing it, <laughs> But when you have Brian Campbell, who actually Balances out to Rosenberg and forces Rosenberg to get on his level. Uh-oh. It's kind of like Shoemaker and and Rosenberg. Yeah, I mean, did Shoemaker do overthinking? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, kailangan ng Shoemaker ng partners. That guy Greg doesn't fill that role. Eh. Sorry for wasting your time talking about another podcast which, that you're not listening to right now. So, if you're still here, thanks, thanks. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, it's big, not a crazy week. Eh? Yeah, it's no. Not. Uh, after what the past couple of crazy weeks, and I think we kind of did deserve the breather. Honestly, yeah. uh, to be, that's true. That's you know, true. very honest with you. Um, well, things that happened over the weekend probably include the Baron Geisler Kiko Matos fight, which mm. ended in a draw. Because it's two rounds. What the, what kind? 
in a fight, whether it's MMA or boxing or whatever have you, even judo or or I don't know amateur wrestling, why does it why does it have only two rounds? I think this fuels the fire or the speculation that this is all part of some indie film. What? Oh, so what? So what if it's part of an indie film? What that doesn't justify an MMA fight going two rounds? It probably doesn't. But like the more that uh, you know, the more that this shit happened, the more that people are convinced that it's probably a work. Yeah, and if it was a work, it, and if it really is a work, it was a poorly executed one. Because come on, guys, two rounds really? Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Uh, no, no, I, I figured it was a work the moment they really didn't hate each other during the buildup. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, so, sure. Okay. Now you're just fighting. You're fighting for charity. That's good. But obviously, if you're fighting for charity and you're not really a trained MMA fighter, and then you go two rounds, but among there is some sort of workage there. And like you, the piss spray, the piss spray was really what got to me. Yeah, because that's that's when you knew that shit was getting hokey. Really, a piss spray, really. Oh, so now you know. Now you knew from that point on it was a work. But at least, come on. Even if you what you were gassed after two five minute round about were the were the rounds five minutes or three? I wouldn't even know, man. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I, I I understand getting gassed after two rounds because it is a no, even if you don't do much, but still, come on. I've got to hand it though to the guys handling the PWR social media because they really jumped in the conversation timely uh-huh. in a timely manner in a very appropriate manner. Because come on, I will agree, PWR could have booked this way. Oh no, man, way better. If Casey Montero can put on a better show than these two guys, which yeah. well, to be fair, Casey is a huge dude and he could pass off as a wrestler. And Casey did put on one hell of a oh, performance. Yeah. Because we booked... I mean, PWR booked it well. Yeah. Man. Damn it, URCC. <laughs> oh, no, you should no, come no, to our shows and learn a thing or two. I guess. I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, sorry for that. My, my, my chair actually just made that sound. Anyway. Um, uh, well, some, some things that we actually have to talk about this week. We got to talk about Raw, which... I honestly, honestly, by the way, before we move on to Raw. Oh, sure, uh, sure. Baron, last thing on Baron. Uh, do watch... Uh, Happiness, Happy Hour, is that what it's called? Yes, I, I think that's what the show is called. It's Augie Alcacid and Jana Gibbs' talk show. Baron Geiser's going to be... Talk show, It's a talk show. I thought show. it was a variety show. No, it's a talk show. I think from, from uh, what, I've, what I've heard online, it's probably a talk show. And uh, based on some pictures I've seen on social media... You're, yeah, you might want to tune into this one. It's 9 p.m. At, uh, tomorrow night. On TV5. TV5. Yeah, Friday night. So if you're hearing this on Friday, it's Baron's going to be there. Baron Geiser's going to be there. Baron Geiser will be there. Also, but some familiar faces will be there yeah and you know that the only familiar faces within our community that you care about in this podcast are those that wrestle for PWR <laughs> so there so that's that's an advance notice for all of oh, you Jesus Christ now let's I, talk I, I was trying to be subtle but okay now let's talk about Raw because uh, there are some points that we kind of do have to address about uh, about this week in wrestling uh, one of them being the fact that they actually incorporated the suspension into canon now which right. I'm I'm actually happy that they yeah, finally uh, did this instead of no they didn't address it in Smackdown like Roman just wasn't there Roman just wasn't there right sorry no let's talk about Smackdown really quickly because Smackdown was not all that bearable without King like, oh, yeah. I hated having David Otonga there. <laughs> um, I, I listened to, I'm not sure if it was, if it was Cheap Heat or in Podcast Shoemaker, but one of those podcasts said, nah, Otonga was not bad. I disagree. He was horrible. <laughs> he sucked. And like, uh, you have Moro there, you have Byron, and then you have Otonga. Byron's redundant already on his own. Mm-hmm. And then you have Otonga, who doesn't even fulfill a role 
as himself, diba? So, uh, I, I don't get where they were trying to go with that commentary team. It's weird. So, usually the SmackDown, uh, well, the, the commentary team in general is overproduced. So, I don't understand why they're not producing Otunga. Yeah. Um, hindi ko nakita yung heelishness niya. Like, I get that he was supposedly there to fill up the heel role because <laughs> when you have a big buff guy who's supposedly, uh, who, who has a Harvard law degree and is married to Jennifer Hudson, he's automatically supposed to be a heel. Pero he was also uh, rooting for some of the baby faces during SmackDown. So, uh, it, it was very JBL-esque and even worse because there wasn't much personality. So, <laughs> it, it, uh, it didn't make SmackDown all that entertaining and it made it tough to get through uh, last Friday when I caught it. Now, with that being said, uh, Raw wasn't all that much better because JBL also went back to his tendencies of rooting for babyfaces, particularly John Cena. <laughs> and I figured, I figured the thing there was that he was fulfilling the Michael Cole role from 2010-2011. Uh, you hate on the indie guys because you're a WWE homer. And then necessarily, I, I guess it's kind of a meta thing where the indie guys being cheered because it, it was indie cred. So, ergo... If he's being cheered, then the heel commentator must probably have to, uh, you know, root for the home hometown hero. What I don't get is the fact that JBL oh, yeah, is so yeah, but JBL is so pro Cena when mm-hmm. he shouldn't be. And then when you think about the history of their characters, wait, lang yun, didn't J yeah, didn't John Cena end your yeah, title but, reign? But, or the kids don't know that. The kids don't know that. Yeah, but like the as kids the had to be reminded of I uh, know. Um, I think it was May nineteen. Oh, yung Kaykane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, something, something. I can't remember what, but they were they were reminded. Of, no, no, they were reminded that Cena had an album ten, eleven years ago. Right. The kids had. I saw this on their YouTube page, on the WWE YouTube page. Did you know that John Cena had a rap album back in two thousand five called "You Can't See Me." The kids do not know this. No, now that you mention it, this is actually a good point because uh, I got a Twitter follower whose profile says "Born in two thousand two." Jesus. So if he's born in 2002, that means he's 14 today, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's he's too young to remember Cena's album. Oh yeah, exactly. He Diba? Was, he, he would have been three years old when Cena's album came out. Exactly. So now that I think about it, yeah, I guess nobody. Oh, see, nobody. Oh, he's not gonna remember uh, Cena and JBL the feud. Yeah, but like. Traditionally, heel commentators are supposed to be bashing the baby oh, faces. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, without without uh, without restriction. I it, it just annoys me as as a fan of good commentary. Now, you know, JBL just flat out sucks at his job. Mm. Anyway, uh, so we go back to the suspension, which was finally addressed on Raw, and they finally incorporated it into the storyline. Diba? I thought that uh, I thought that that move in itself was. Uh, was good. It was ballsy, yeah. Yeah, because finally, uh, there isn't that awkward, uh, why isn't Roman Reigns here? Parang wala yung pussy footing around the issue. I'm glad it took them less than a week to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> in SmackDown, he wasn't there and they didn't make mention of it aside mm. from the fact that it's a triple threat match. Mm. So this time, Seth Rollins comes out and addresses it. And um, the tweet itself was blown up on the Titantron. Uh, uh. Right? Now, while I like the, the move as a whole, what hey, I did like... Way, before you get any any ideas, this is not a work. The yeah. suspension is not a work. Yeah, it's, it's so legit. just because they address it uh, in kayfabe doesn't mean that they're actually doing it. Because why would you do it? Why would you make Roman go through all those hoops? Yeah, to promote a title match with without, without him, him there. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Eh? So before you get any ideas, yeah. So carry on. Yeah. So so this is your biggest feud. You do need all three guys present, but that can happen because Roman Reigns is is, is suspended. Mm. My issue now is that 
Seth Rollins comes out and makes fun of Roman Reigns' suspension, but Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, the way they interact, seem to glorify Roman Reigns as a babyface still, despite the suspension. Because Dean Ambrose goes out to say, "Nah, uh, he he fucked up, he made a mistake, and he's manning up and owning up to his mistake." So, uh, you know, good for Roman. But oh, I say, continue. I think that's a problem. I think that's a problem because. Parang fine uh, The babyface side is Yeah sure he owned up To his mistake But that would have been A great uh, a, a great catalyst For WWE And it's storytellers to, f- to slowly turn Roman heel Kasi You expose Roman Reigns As having violated The wellness policy mm. And even though In real life Hindi natin alam yung details of the violation. Mm. We don't know if he failed to submit a urine sample or if he actually took some drug or if it was like something similar to Adam Rose. We don't know. But for the purposes of the storyline, for the purposes of kayfabe, why couldn't they have just said na Roman is caught taking PEDs? Well, and that's, that's what a- Seth said. This is what exactly. This is exactly what Seth said. This is Seth's narrative, Deva, that that he is angry or he is well, uh, I guess what self righteous. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Roman had to take PEDs or whatever he failed for. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I get- so how can you say it's not represented? It's not represented because Dean just dismissed it and then they moved on. Like if I was it's Dean, if I was Dean, no, 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 if I was Dean, I should have harped on it. I, sh- I should have felt like indignant as well. Na parang putang and I considered you my brother, and then you beat me for the championship last November because you've been on PEDs this whole time. Like if you want to, uh, if if you want to give off the impression that WWE is still a legit sport. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, uh, before you move on to that point, I'm. Pretty sure it doesn't make sense if you say he was on PEDs the entire time. Because if I if I know the wellness policy somewhat, that means that there are regular tests. So okay. if he didn't fail then, um, it's most likely that he didn't. He wasn't on drugs then. Sure. At least, uh, he didn't fail. I'm just going to nitpick you there. See, see, okay. Let's assume that he wasn't on the PEDs back in November, but the fact that he was champion recently and then recently shang nahuling with the PEDs, mm. like, I, uh, if I was Dean Ambrose or if I was any character in the locker room who who thought the way I did, why wouldn't I feel angry now? This guy was champion and maintained his championship, say against AJ Styles, because he was on PEDs. Why can't I rip him for that? Maybe because well, hi. Here's the counter argument that is kind of kayfabe. But if I were Dean and then I I was somewhat bros with Roman, and then I know the story that it probably wasn't PEDs, I could defend that and say now, oh, maybe it could have been Adam Rose, uh, an Adam Rose type of thing. Uh, he was taking legal medication with a banned substance in them. Yeah, uh, something like that. Something like this. Sure, sure. But no, anyway, we're nitpicking. Let's yeah, get to the meat. Yeah, y- yung yung nakainis lang is that fine. You have the suspension there, diba? You address it already. It um I I just wish na it goes beyond it goes beyond this that it actually fuels uh a change in the Roman Reigns character. Sure, but you can't fuel a change in the Roman Reigns character without Roman Reigns showing up or even at least uh being made to officially interact on social media which is which I mean which is not something he's doing or he's not made to do. So yeah, let me ask you this. Since they uh, since they blew up Roman Reigns' tweet on the Titan Tron, oh. how would you feel about Roman Reigns continuing this feud by tweeting and then having them or blow videos. up his tweets on social media or, videos or, or on the Titan Tron, yeah. Or videos on Instagram. Oh, yeah. sure. If he's actually participating in them in uh, a kayfabe capacity, sure, why not? Um that is breaking boundaries of a uh, no of 
of of storytelling in wrestling, and it's one clever way, creative way to get around the the suspension. Because he's not wrestling, but at least you're still promoting a match in which he's in. But he's still working there. But like that's the counter argument to that. No, but he's, but he's not still wrestling. Working. I think I think it doesn't matter. Because what he's what what he's not getting is paid, right? I guess he's, so. Yeah, and he, and he's not uh, allowed access to WWE events. Oh, no. So what? Well, you some bonehead. Pushed through with the idea of booking him in the match, so you might as well, uh, you know, lie on the bed you made. All right, so so they do this, and then they trot out John Cena and AJ Styles, deba. Right? So for three hours, we actually thought that it uh, it could have turned into a fatal five way. My question now is, um, what if they just went with Dean Seth point blank at uh, at Battleground, knowing that Roman's not going to be around for the entire build up? He's only going to make it in time for Battleground itself. Would you have been fine with A, just Dean Seth, or B, incorporating Cena and AJ into that? I, I wouldn't have uh, incorporated Cena and AJ. Okay, to do that is Mema, pretty much. But I would have considered Dean Seth if only in a, the fact that they didn't do that kind of tells me that there's something shady in the background uh, protecting Roman. So it affirms your suspicions more from last week's oh, podcast. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. I actually am on the same boat. Like, I would have just gone with Dean Seth. Yeah, why not? Because people would pay to see Dean Seth either. I mean, yeah. like, uh, we want the Shield triple, t- triple threat, but we don't necessarily have to get it at Battleground, as we were talking about last time. It would be nice to get it at Battleground because it doesn't, I mean, it makes the non big four pay per view a big deal to watch, but we can wait. Yeah. We've waited this long. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, I don't think another month or so is gonna change things. Yeah, um, I, I actually feel the same way. I, I just uh, there there is still something here, uh, something missing here. Um, I can't sure. quite put my finger on it aside from the fact that Roman uh, Roman's main presence is actually something we miss. Mm. But uh, the I, I guess no SmackDown. I just have to bring it back to SmackDown. Like. You really could tell how much they wanted to bring Roman Reigns back into the picture, why don't, so why but not they just, couldn't. Just do this, and you know, just have him be via satellite. No, you know what makes this dumb? What makes this dumb is in acknowledgement in canon that he's suspended, and yet you keep the title match on him. Yeah, diba? Like if you want to be consistent across the board, oh, you're suspended. You don't get a title match. You go to the back of the line. You get the Titus O'Neil treatment. Well. The only way, the only way to justify this is if you have evil Vince McMahon come out and just pretty much you know, acknowledge that okay, I'm the guy keeping him in the title match because I ordered my children to keep him in the title match, or <laughs> Steph, or Steph, you know, which doesn't make sense by the way. No, you know what? Uh, I could actually run with that, yeah, and then that could sp- uh, could could spearhead the Roman heel turn because mm. if Vince could be like, no, he's my golden boy, damn it. Even though we feuded earlier this year, yeah. <laughs> so you, you you can have uh, Vince be Roman's backer, his ultimate backer, and then that's what makes Roman the ultimate heel. So pretty now. much the Rock from what uh, the Attitude Era. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Th- this is what Roman Reigns needs. Like the ni kulang eh. I think that they already, but uh, they already went down this path. Uh-huh. They, they might as well just go all in. Okay. Yun eh. Yeah, I agree. It's enough. That that's it. That like, that's that's what Roman Reigns needs right now. So um, there, um, that's about it on the suspension thing. Unless there's something else you want to touch on uh, no. regarding that. I mean, yeah, um, I just wish that no, they would actually find a way to get around the suspension and without it being too yeah. awkward, right? The social media thing is nice. Okay, 
Sige. It makes sense. You, you watch a video of Roman Reigns on Instagram or YouTube, then okay. You you take the Twitter. I mean, you know, tweets are now uh, a source of feuds anyway. So you might as well run with it. Yeah, ginawa yun ng Golden Truth, diba? uh, The women also did it during their feuds with each other. So why can't Roman Reigns do it in his absence, in his physical absence from WWE television? All right, um, let's talk about something that I didn't really like last week, and I mentioned this on the podcast. I said that I wasn't a fan of the Wyatt family versus the New Day. I would like to officially eat my words and take that back. Because after what I saw this week, I have everything to love about New Day versus Wyatt. You put them on everything, but there's something there. Okay, fine. There is something there. There is meat. <laughs> there is meat that I, uh, I I was happy to digest on Raw this week. So uh, the New Day comes out. They're dressed mm-hmm. like the Wyatts. Yep. And Xavier Woods is the one who's visibly shaken. <laughs> From the moment he comes out, he acts like he is scared to death. Wait, really? Yes. I when I know. I when they showed up on the Titan Tron. Well, um, you could tell now from the start, palang before the Wyatts showed up, na there was something amiss with Xavier. All right. He didn't have Francesca too. He wasn't his usual good guy himself. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, they were maybe just they like were, the maybe they were really into the, the the Wyatt cosplay. No, 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 no. You could tell from Xavier's expression that Kofi and Big E because they were smiling all, all throughout. Right, okay. Xavier was not. Okay. So you could tell that they were planting the seeds of doubt in the Xavier Woods character. Ooh. Na, you know, um, Kofi and Big E are still like, Puta na ang asan ko yung white family because fuck you guys, we're the New Day. <laughs> and then Xavier, you could tell that he's thinking at the back of his head, I think we bit off more than we could chew. <laughs> and this might be the most compelling thing that the New Day has done in a very long time. Because, um, one, you now have this layer of vulnerability for the New Day, which I don't think they've had since the Dudley Boys or even before that. No, not even. Like the, uh, the, well, probably like at the very start of their heel turn. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ever since then, ever since they actually turned heel, they've been ma- uh, they've been painted as this really, really wily tag team, this really clever team that always finds a way out of the situations that they get themselves into, whether they've been heels or whether they've been baby faces. But now, um, they're they're the they're the baby face team that everybody just absolutely goes bonkers for, and you have the Wyatt family who. Yeah, we kind of love them as well, pero you can tell na um, they mean business this time around. And if, if you heard Bray Wyatt's promo, which I suggest you actually give a, a, a good listen to, Bray Wyatt's not fucking around. Hindi siya yung mm-hmm. tipong before na Bray Wyatt is all highfalutin and going around in circles. It, what he says is very point blank. I will kill you. I will annihilate you. And if you're not scared, then um, I will make you scared. And that's what Xavier is right now. Hmm. That is what Xavier Woods hmm. is right now. Lala. Yeah. Ang lala nun. So, yeah, I think, I it's, a I good, think, it's a good watch this week. I think they finally touched on, I hope they they keep this consistent, but they finally touched on the main thing that needs, that the Wyatt family needs in order to be actually truly threatening. Because whenever Bray used to, you know, cut promos, it was great to hear, but when you actually listen to it, he's really threatening people in the abstract. Yeah, but now uh, when you actually involve concrete stakes and concrete uh, implications, that's when you can get behind a heel character like that. I think what makes the Bray Wyatt promo even more impactful is the fact that it wasn't even necessarily for the titles, mm-hmm. but they made it about what each team stood for. And Bray Wyatt said it very clearly. Now you guys are all about the light, the positivity, mm-hmm. and I am the darkness to your light. That's great. 
Diba? Uh, um, granted, those probably weren't the exact words But mm. that was the message Now I am the antithesis of your power of positivity And I will make sure na lalamunin ko yun So, <laughs> lalamunin. Um, you know, it, it was it was great Like, um, remember when I told you last week yeah. Na I wanted Bray Wyatt to get back to that babyface heat That momentum mm. I think he might just get that back Even though he's on the opposite side what? of the alignment No, as in, he, he might get that hot again Except as a heel Okay. He's approaching that again. If if they if they play their cards right and if they don't drop the ball on this feud, they might just be onto something here. And that's why I loved uh, the New Day Wyatt segment. Another promo segment this week that uh, I I also particularly liked was Young Highlight Reel. Mm-hmm. So I, I I will admit I kind of took a nap during the live broadcast of Raw last uh, this past week, and then I, I slept through the Jericho Owen Zayn segment. So I, I only saw that on Twitter Now people were raving about it So I had to give it a rewatch And when I did Right after the end of Raw I was like Man I, I hated myself For having <laughs> slept through That one thing Like There were tons of things I could have slept through On Raw this week <laughs> Probably the best Sami Zayn promo In quite a while uh, I will say that uh, Probably one of the best Sami Zayn promos Um if they're if they're doing uh, if they're doing Zayn Owens again, yes, they are for Battleground. For Battleground, yeah, why so not? That's not a bad thing to go back to. Sammy uh, laid out the challenge, and whether or not this ends here, I think we will need to see them get split up. Come the brand split. Oh yeah, of course they have to. Because Sammy addressed it, Marene. So he addressed it point blank uh, during the highlight reel. Um, after the brand split, you and I are probably going to go our separate ways. So we have to settle this at Battleground. And I thought I thought that was very self aware. Hmm. No, um, it, it it was good, and yeah, now more than ever, I am convinced that in the interest of keeping them fresh, you have to put one on Raw and one on SmackDown. Of course, uh, neither can live while the other survives. I think Owens has to stay on Raw, and then Zayn has to flourish on SmackDown. So yeah, so, so effectively, Zayn will be in that new SmackDown mm. six. No, yes, of course, right. Uh, what else happened on Raw this week? That's uh, you have two throwaway segments. You had uh, two absolutely stupid throwaway segments this week. Uh, one involved Enzo and Cass just you know um, totally squashing these two jobbers. Nah, you don't even know their name. Uh, local talent. Yeah, yeah just these local talent. And then afterwards, the social outcasts come out, and for what? Uh, to make these hard jokes. But uh, if if that's the next feud, I don't mind it personally. As you know, as what uh, the next lower card feud, uh, tag team feud. Sure, I don't mind it. Because uh, um, I mean, you got at least two capable workers in the social outcast, and Heath Slater and and Curtis Axel. Maybe even Bo Dallas on a good night. But uh, you pair them up with hilarious and good workers in Enzo and Cass. That's going to be something to look out for. Not just sleeper feud. It's not the best feud for either, but uh, it could be a fun feud. It's funny when I think about the social outcasts because I've been watching a lot of them recently because of Swerved. Mm. Uh, you, th- you think about them, the three remaining guys, two of them are second generation stars. Yep. And then two of them have held championships. And you see Bo Dallas in yeah, Nipa, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Oh, NXT. Oh, right. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Bo Dallas was NXT champion. Nobody seems to remember this. Yeah, my bad. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't too happy about it because I found the jokes lame. Because well, yeah, like, well, uh, you know, we're hard. And uh-huh. like, huh? I don't I, get it. I think I would have found that funny, but yeah. I, that's just me. Um, another the the other throwaway segment I was talking about was uh, the supposed women's match between uh, Summer Rae and Becky Lynch, and then Becky Lynch, after having been given her entrance, just runs towards Natalia on commentary and just beats her up. And there's Summer Rae who they trot out 
without even an entrance on TV, without even an intro, and she's just there in the ring. But it makes sense, am I? And then they cut the break. But it makes sense. Why? I, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, Becky can attack Natalia, the guest commentator. And he escort Natalia away because Becky got the upper hand. Why can't Becky wrestle her match with Summer Rae? <laughs> Maybe she wasn't interested in wrestling the match. So why even get booked? I mean, like, no, it, it, in, no, a, in a that's the point. Way. That's the point. The kayfabe thing is that the feud between you know Becky and Natalia is way too big for a random throwaway match with Summer Rae, who we know is going to get beaten anyway. I mean, yeah, I get it. Fine. Um, it would have been nice to see the Becky Lynch versus Summer Rae match. But it makes sense, Simon, that you know Becky would come out and attack Natalia and just go for the jugular, and then just have the segment be that. Um, I, I so think you know, it, it's just not self-aware booking, but it makes sense. I think at this point, though, um, I will stand by what I said when I uh, nah, Becky Lynch is still the more compelling babyface oh, yeah, than course. Sasha Banks. Sure, right? They have a lot of work to do to get uh, to get us behind Sasha Banks. Why? Again. Why is Paige still taking a backseat to Sasha? I don't know. Why can't she make put herself in the mix? I, I honestly you know, have why, no why, idea. Why? Why? It's so easy. I mean, uh, you know, Paige did not. Win, I mean, she did not lose her her title shot cleanly. Yeah. So why not? Why is she not in the in the in the title picture? My question about uh, Sasha Banks is this: eh? like, yeah, she's a babyface, but when you think about it, her actions, uh, yeah, they're a bit babyface. But a lot of her, a, a lot of the reason why people care for her is very meta now. Yeah. Sure. Um, hindi tulad ng say kay Becky na people care about Becky on a meta level, but mm. people also care for her on the kayfabe level yeah. because uh, she's compelling. Yeah, uh, she's, she's always betrayed. Yeah, right? uh, th- with, with Sasha Banks, there's not much to actually get behind. Yeah, she was injured. She was off TV for a while, and she's back. That's it. Yeah, that's it. People liked her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what they have to do But they have to do something They have to establish some sort of adversity For her to overcome Because uh, her being injured and coming back It's still adversity that we don't see it That's where, that's where Paige should come in it? Paige should be fucking everyone's shit up right? So she's supposed to be like the tweener talaga, oh, no? yeah. Who doesn't give a shit Yeah, yeah. If, I still get why Paige is, is okay with a no Taking a backseat to, to Sasha Letting Sasha steal her thunder Yeah yeah, that's that's what's ha- what uh, what's happened about over the last two weeks. What the hell? Yeah, uh, I would like to see Paige and Sasha get into a feud first, but I think uh, we know that the end game is Sasha Charlotte at SummerSlam, oh, yeah, so they obviously. have to fast track that, right? Uh, speaking of Charlotte, uh, we might, might as well say this right now: we might be hearing from her on this podcast You're by next week. Might, might being the operative word, and if we don't hear from Sasha Banks. We're going to be here uh, from, from Charlotte, I, uh, rather, although I wish it was Sasha. <laughs> if you don't hear from Charlotte, we might hear from Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston of the New Day. So, um, I, <laughs> again. Kofi Kingston interview. I know, right? Man, we've, we've been hitting it big with Kofi in 2016. Right. So, uh, you might want to uh, stick around for that on next week's episode of the podcast. Um, you haven't caught up to Lucha Underground this week, nope, have you? Sorry. Um, sorry. Lucha Underground is entering its home stretch. Ultima Lucha this year is going to have another three weeks of action. Can you believe that? What if if our WWE... Wait, no, we already addressed this question. Yeah, we did. Yeah, what if our WWE pay-per-views were like one hour a week for the next three weeks? Um, that's your pre-show pie, so it'd be four weeks or so. That that's hard to get through. <laughs> that's really hard to get through. Um, what I like about yung style in the Ultima Lucha dos is you know na when that match or segment is done, you know ne. Yeah. Right? Um, so th- that's why I guess they find it easy to like actually split it up into 
three hours and then three episodes. So, tigo one hour pa rin. There are eight matches. You want me to go through this since it no. starts next week? No? Uh, fine, fine. Or the ones you just know. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. All right. So, Lucha Underground Championship. You've got Pentagon Jr. going up against Mil Muertes. That's actually a huge match. It is. It is. But what happened to Matanza? Uh, Matanza... Oh, sorry, Matanza pala for the for the yeah, championship. The sorry, sorry, I made a mistake. Um, where this has another feud? Yeah, with Querno. With Querno, yes, yes, yes. So it's Pentagon Junior versus Matanza. Pentagon Junior won six to survive, which is one of the most must see matches from this season mm-hmm. of Lucha Underground. Uh, re- again, really compelling, and um, I like na hindi ako na umay kay Pentagon Junior because I must admit uh, there was a point in season one na na umay ako kay Prince Puma. That's why Puma isn't my favorite Lucha Underground character. Sure. Um, for a while, na umay din ako kay Phoenix, mm-hmm. but I really love Pentagon Junior because for some reason they know how to keep this guy on or off TV just right. They've been playing it well. Uh, ang uh, ang nagkulang lang with the Pentagon Junior arc is we haven't seen Evil Vampiro in person. I mean, we've seen him in 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 these little vignettes, but when Vampiro's there on commentary and Pentagon Junior is laying waste to every everyone else. Mm-hmm. You rarely get, you barely see any interaction between the two, which makes you wonder what is really happening if they're even going to address that at all. And no, I think I know, it's a red herring. No, I think something is going to happen. I hope something happens. I mean, they've been, no, they've been, they've been subtly hitting it earlier this season. I think it's not going to be for nothing. I just want to see the same vampire who was not afraid to bust out those fluorescent lights. Mm. I want to see that guy again. Um, even though you know, he is old And it might actually kill him um, Okay uh, We talked about Muerta Square No, they're gonna be in a death match So Katrina demanded what this kind this of, week what, what, Hardcore match? What is this? I have no idea what this death match entails Coffin na naman uh, Basta yung, yung premise nun is It's the big game hunter who chases death Kaya the only way they can settle this is through a death match Okay And the reason why Katrina demanded this Is cause this week Cuerno screwed Mil, uh, Mil Muerta over in a singles match <laughs> So it was very simple, but for some reason it was enough to anger the two of them to challenge for a death match. And um, I, I think this is Mil Muertes is to win. Like I don't think they're gonna keep you know denying oh, him the win. Christ, poor Cuerno. No, no, good for Cuerno because um, he he's actually looked like a very uh, cunning heel throughout so the story. Okay. So see, Muertes is actually actually the baby face. Okay, here. okay. Yeah, even though even though I, uh, the commentators are telling it's Rudo versus Rudo, Millie's actually the good yeah, guy. Yeah, because he's a meta good guy. But the thing though is that okay, if if Millie is to go over, then that means Cuerno is forever the the Jericho heel, the one who just exists to put other yeah, talent over. Because he's good. Yeah, but Millie hasn't really gone over in a few well, in a yeah, while sure. either. But but you know, Cuerno hasn't gotten that. Mil Mertes was champion What For a good part of the season Okay Cuerno had to stand, Sit on the sidelines For a good part of the season But Cuerno also won The Gift of the Gods championship eh, For what A week Yeah for a week <laughs> But he did Which is way more than Say uh, Johnny Mundo For a while eh, Sure Alright uh, Speaking of Johnny Mundo He's defending the trio's championships Alongside uh, Jack Evans And PJ Black Against The Super Friends <laughs> And they literally said this on, on TV. Uh, our version of the Super Friends, Phoenix, Drago, and Aerostar. The team All Star, yun eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, I am okay with this. Just just okay. Even though there was not much of a backstory between the two teams. No. The backstory is with them in segments. Yeah. So you had PJ and Jack Evans fucking with uh, Drago, Drago and, and Aerostar. Aerostar. Yeah, and then Phoenix and Mundo mm. fucking with each other. Yeah. So you know, feuds heading into it. They just ah, but, consolidated know, it. Yeah. That was what a season-long feud. 
ish. I guess, yeah. And it kind of answers your question now. What the fuck happened to Drago and Aerostar? Well, what they they were not. I don't know they were not prominent this season. No, they were not. They were not. They were actually That's a problem. There are actually a lot of other names that I like who are not as prominent, such as uh, the Mac and Cage. Mm, exactly. So prior to and Cage has had his moment. What early early this season? Eh? Not earlier, just just a few weeks ago. That oh was, really? Yeah, yeah. That's when he uh, challenged Matanza. Okay. So that was the highlight of Cage's no, but, uh, uh, he season was, he so was, far. He was like on his huge winning streak uh, early in the season. Um, I just wish that they they made something out of Cage. Like I would have loved to see him in Gift of the Gods again, mm. even though we had that earlier this season. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Uh, in Ultima Lucha, he will be facing Tejano, Son of Havoc, and Mac in Why? what Dario uh, Dario called. A for a unique opportunity match Because there are four guys Fighting for <laughs> oh, a unique opportunity I'm not kidding It was pretty funny I loved it um, In the same way you love the hard jokes Of, of the social outcasts uh, He didn't say what the match entailed He didn't say what the format was And what this unique opportunity was Yes, that's usual But if I, No, kayfabe wise If I were, uh, if I were a Lucha Underground uh, uh, member Why would I be fighting for these unique opportunities? Because the last time that they had them, but it didn't really yeah, turn out so I mean, well. like, have I they mean, not learned? I mean, look at what happened to Drago. Yeah, he had to disappear. Um, I'm not even sure what the format of the match is. They didn't say if it was fatal four way or if it was tournament style. Because this happened in Queto uh, tournament. Mm. I'm Baha, thinking, Baha it's a, yeah, I'm thinking it's an elimination match yeah. as well, right? Uh, of course, you have your dream match: Prince Puma versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm. <laughs> Prince Puma is the Eddie Guerrero of the only, the only reason man. I don't like this match is because what was the original point? They were trying to put they were trying to tear down the, the I know house house quieto together. Yeah. And then what? They get sidetracked into this silly feud. I mean silly match. No, now that you mentioned trying to take down Queto, wala rin yung payoff ni na ano, Cortez and uh, Joey Ryan. La pa. Wala well wala pa, yeah. But uh, the original the original selling point of of Rey Mysterio, EDA, and Prince Puma was that they were going to take down the Cuetos. Yeah, but that's not happening because they've all been split up. Puma's fighting Rey, and then EDA is fighting against Black Lotus. Why? Because Cueto put them against each other. Yeah, because you know, of the, the former Dragon Azteca. Yes, yes. So the the EDA versus Black Lotus match, I'm cool with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can see how cunning Cueto is. As Anthony pointed out, I know you want to fight now, but let me make my money off of your fight by having you fight at Ultima Lucha. That was smart. I love it. Is Black Lotus still on Team Cueto? Yes. Jesus Christ. She's on Team Cueto right now. Um, other matches You have Taya versus Ivelisse So it's just okay, a straight sure. up Singles match I'm, I'm okay with this I'm rooting for Ivelisse I, I hope she gets this win And finally Your Gift of the Gods Championship match Will feature Sexy Star once again uh, This time her opponents Include Daga Siniestro de la Muerte Marty the Moth Mariposa Killshot And Nightclaw Who is Black Panther at Jace The only this is okay, this. Let's, let's take a look at this match. This micro. This match is the microcosm of what is wrong with Lucha Underground right now. These. These what? Uh, only the only people I care about in this match are Sexy Star and Killshot. And who, who else is in it? Uh, Siniestro, Daga, Marty the Moth, Mariposa, and Nightclaw. I could probably care about Marty the Moth, but I mean, like, who are these other jabronis? I mean, like, Siniestro de la Muerte is is a cool dude, but uh, he. I mean. Why is he better off without the other two? Because he can the other two. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, so he became but, like but, a supercharged but, version. But the disciples of death were, were were a cool trios team. Yeah, they were. They were. But, I love uh, it. And then you you make everyone else uh, the Genetis. 
No, my my. Uh, what I loved about the Disciples of Death was they were the only real team oh, in Lucha right. Underground. And then, and then you split them up for what? This is this is very WWE breakup with, for them. Nah, they no, no, lang. they didn't just split them up. They fucking killed them. Yeah, they cannibalized the them. Right? Fucking cannibalize them. And then okay, fine. Mariposa is in there to continue the feud with with sexy with sexy star. Fine, okay, sure. Marty's but, there to continue the feud with Killshot. Yeah, okay. But then that Daga, means that Daga and then Nightclaw. Nightclaw? I mean, like, Jesus. The, the Nightclaw uh, inclusion. One, we don't know shit about Nightclaw. Yeah. Two, it was written as a signing bonus didn't, from Quake. Didn't Nightclaw debut last week? So literally, they just debuted someone to appear in this match. Yes, pretty much. Jesus. And wh- you can't. What give someone like Drago or Airstar a, a shot at the GOTG championship? Yeah, the, but then again, you said that it's fine having them in the trios. Match. Yeah, okay, sure, it's fine to say the story makes sense. Uh, there was something to go off of, but in the bigger scheme of things, these are the guys I care about more, and I would rather see them compete for a shot. I, w- I want to talk about Daga real quick Because Daga is good, sure Yeah, I, I love Daga uh, I like his little storyline with Cobra Moon Because mm. it's very unconventional That the babae is naniligaw sa lalaki okay. And you know, she's being creepy about it <laughs> Which again, is unconventional It's not, it's not, not something really we see every day But it's not something we see every day It's more common Marty the Moth creeping on Sexy Star <laughs> right? We see that We know we, For every Sexy Star we know in our lives There is always a Marty the oh, Moth Oh yeah, for sure, for sure Right, so so, but but going back, um, the Daga Cobra Moon thing, I think they're definitely gonna exploit it, GOTG. But I wish na uh, it, Daga had another feud with someone else instead. Mm. Like, uh, I I get the logic now. He's not that big of a name, and he doesn't have that big of a story, so yep. it's okay to put him in a multi-man match eh, where they can still. have Cobra Moon interfere. Pero sayang eh, nasasayangan ako sa slot niya. And the Nightclaw thing is just. I'm trying to come up with an example from last season of of, of someone they brought in Bengala. really late. Yo, 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 there, Bengala. Fucking Bengala. Where is Bengala? Ah, Bengala's old. Bengala is old. It's fine. So, so there. Um, sayang, sayang yung slots. I mean, seven is a good number for for a multi-man ladder match. And that's uh, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's always a ladder match. Sure. Yeah, right. I, I've always and I've always enjoyed the gift of the gods championship match. Oh, yeah, I just fine. The, wish it was something the more. Championship is it's a nice thing, but uh, I can't help but feel that last last year's Ultima Lucha was a better was a more stacked card. Let me ask you this, because I know that you're a fan of community as well. Would you say that Lucha Underground is the community of professional wrestling? I don't know, because I don't know what to make of that metaphor. Um, the way I w- the the way I had it in my head was. Community like Lucha Underground was always in fear of being cancelled, mm-hmm. right? but uh, but in itself, it's like the best show on television or in its genre, right? And it's got this little, uh, literal underground community. Na oh, tangana, you watch Community, cool, 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 cool. You watch Lucha Underground, that's fucking amazing. We are friends now. But um, as the as the show continues, the more you want it to continue, though, the more you're disappointed because the product has been getting suckier and mm-hmm. suckier. Community towards the end just started to suck. It mm. jumped the sharks to go to season four or okay. season five. Lucha Underground, from what I'm seeing right now, ito pala pinag-usapan natin eh. Ultima Lucha Dos does not really stack up next to Ultima Lucha yeah. Uno very well. Mm. So I, I guess that's where the parallelisms come in. I think that it wasn't a matter of staying on air. It was a matter of getting airtime, which they have until season three at least. And not making the most of it. I don't know how they got to this point, but they have a lot of people. I mean, they still have the people. It's not like they they lost a Chevy Chase, which they kind of did in Del Rio. But 
it's not something it's not it's not a huge damaging loss eh? yeah um well they are about to suffer a huge damaging loss when prince puma leaves oh well these the good thing about that is he wrapped up an entire season yeah and i guess by that time uh prince puma was not the the role player he was in i mean not the franchise player he was in season 1 so sino kaya yun like um okay after season 3 when uh, prince puma is officially gone who takes his place as yung homegrown bida ng lucha under? I hope it's uh, no, EDA. Because EDA is good. I hope it's him. Parang siya yung pinaka, yung, yung, siya yung pinaka character na the fabric is really tied into the story, yeah. di ba? I like, mean, he is the other uh, lucha underground original. It's obviously not going to be Cuerno. Yeah. Because like the others, um, aside from King Cuerno, the other characters are parang mga import. Eh. Yeah, Phoenix Man isn't homegrown. Uh, Pentagon isn't homegrown. Uh, you just know them better because of Lucha Underground, but they're not homegrown. So it has to be EDA. Um, despite how slightly artificial he might seem, uh, he really is good. No, and, and he is. Uh, his match with Puma this week was really good. Mm. Really, really good. Uh, if you're looking for just a nice, fun match to watch that <laughs> lasts a good 10 minutes, uh, El Dragon and Stega versus Prince Puma is the way to go. Um, I'm not sure if we talked about if we included this last week, but like I've made a habit out of spending Sunday nights just binge watching wrestling. I'm pretty sure you, you talked about it. Yeah, uh, we talked about the network a couple of weeks ago, and not just the network. Uh, I've I found a way to hook up my YouTube to mm. your PS4. Okay. So what I do is this is something Redrick Mahaba taught me. Uh, I would type for whatever I want to watch uh, on my phone. Uh. Lala basa sa PS4. Okay. It's fucking amazing. Fucking changed the game. Jesus uh, Christ. So, so uh, I I was so able to So typing on your phone changed the game. Because I'm here to type with a PS4 Jeez. control pad. No, I'm not kidding. It really is difficult. <laughs> so uh, I was able to watch AJ versus Samoa Joe versus Daniels with ease. Uh, I, I finally uh, had the time to sit and watch that match. Mm. I also finally sat, uh, sat down and watched uh, Morishima versus Danielson from Ring of Honor. Mm. So it, it's just nice. Uh, it was nice to, to watch that. And the reason, I guess, that it was a good experience to watch that is I, uh, I, I was able to... Um, Talk to TJ Perkins this week yes. For, yes. for a feature I'm doing on Sports Illustrated uh, Of course you know that He will be representing our country In the Cruiserweight Classic mm-hmm. Which starts July 6th That's mm, next, next week, week. Yeah, so it, it's going to be Network. On the WWE Network It's going to be a timely uh, feature He has a lot of things think, to say think, About, about uh, representing the Philippines And if you aren't proud of him now for representing for us For some reason Yeah You will be Once you read what he has to say Once you uh, You know Once you hear his story it, uh, If you're not familiar He's also crossed paths With the likes of Daniel Bryan And Shinsuke Nakamura But mm. uh, Yoshitatsu I was yep. part of the same yeah, class yeah, yeah. In, in the New Japan Dojo no, so. I just think Yoshitatsu Is a, a comedy character Yeah but no no, He's he's from the Class of 2002 Imagine them As the equivalent Of OVW Class of 2002 Actually yeah I would I would say so right? The OVW 2002 class, was a good year For, was, for developmental For right? blue chippers Yeah right? the, the OVW class Had Brock Lesnar Orton John Cena, Cena Shelton Benjamin Mm-hmm. He was part of that class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another name I'm forgetting right now. And then you compare that to New Japan. You had Brian uh, Perkins, Nakamura, uh, Yoshitatsu, and uh, pro- again another name or two that I am forgetting. Not even right like now. sure. Uh, yeah, there's a name I'm forgetting. Anyway, um, pretty sure it's in Brian's book. Mm, so mm. Yon, uh, yeah, 2002 was a good year for for developmental. But uh, well, the NJPW Dojo class was slightly weaker because. I mean, the weaker links there were Yoshitatsu, and, obviously, and 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 TJ. I mean, you know, 
Just if you compare objectively, them. objectively. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in OVW, you had Brock Cena and Orton. Yeah, that's three all timers right there. Mm. Uh, so, 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 yeah. Um, but if uh, you know, just to bring the conversation back to TJ. Um, I don't know if you if you've seen this yet. Uh, the 14 minute video that WWE uploaded of the Cruiserweight Classic participants. It's it, it's a nice watch. You mm. have to actually take time down to sit and enjoy it. If only because uh, the whole global tournament thing makes it seem like an actual street fighter thing happening in the WWE. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. It was a nice gift. So drink it in, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I wish na they tucked in Daniel Bryan's collar, but that's me being nitpicky about his suit. Uh, but Morrow and Daniel Bryan hearing them just banter together and geek out together just gave me so much joy. It just gave me so much happiness, man. Thus, uh, watch as you know they introduce them one by one. You get to know them. You get to know how they look. From Zack Saber Jr. to Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. T.J. Perkins, uh, Rich Swan, and mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander. You know, um, uh, like. Um, a lot of people Yeah uh, just Everybody else Who is, is part of the Kota. Thank you uh, Kode Bushi And uh, Drew Gulak So uh, all of them uh, Will be part of that CWC Which starts Next uh, next Wednesday Next week Yes uh, I think taping wrapped up now, right? uh, I'm not sure if The entire rounds of, I mean all the rounds Wrapped up Because I think uh, I think if it wrapped up uh, We would know Who the winner is And we don't know yet Yeah all right. Um, I don't want to know, honestly. I don't want to be spoiled oh, yeah. at all. So, so yeah, I, I haven't even checked any of the. I brackets. have checked the first round spoilers. Okay, I'm not gonna the, the, ask you. The real, the, the best first round match happens, I guess, in, in the fourth week. Okay, uh, I'll keep tabs on that. Uh, but for everybody else, let's enjoy that. Alam naman yung paground one sa playoffs di naman masadong eventful. Well, uh, except for 2014, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, speaking of basketball, FIBA Olympic qualifying tournament's happening next week. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Kicks off on Tuesday, and our first match is against uh, France hey. <laughs> at 9 p.m. So all of you don't have an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at 9 p.m. because it's the main event. The long game, yeah, and they can't have that in the afternoon because yeah. jabroni nun, diba? So the first game is at 6:30 or 7, and then the Philippine games are both at 9 p.m. So France on Tuesday, and then New Zealand on Wednesday. Jesus Christ! And then the France, New Zealand, and the other bracket A game takes place on on Thursday. Tapos Friday is rest day. Saturday is semifinals And then Sunday is the finals So It's gonna be a fun week Of basketball in the Philippines And It it, uh, it does need to be mentioned Because we did name ourselves After the national team So once <laughs> yeah, again Once again We're calling on you Yeah we're, we're calling on you To support the boys uh, Hashtag Puso I'm gonna be watching from uh, Probably one of these sports bars no, they're not. They're yeah. not. Gilas yeah. Pilipinas sounds good. Gilas Pilipinas, yeah, yeah. So Coach Tab and the rest of the boys uh, do support them. I'll I'll grab a beer at, at uh, my favorite watering hole along Capitolio to catch the games. Um, what else? Uh, you, do you still want to do pick of the week this week? Uh, I I really I literally cannot do pick of the week this week. All right. Um, if you have to isolate some things that you have to catch this week, Cena Rollins is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. They had another great match on Raw, and I'm not so. Salty about them just doing it on rock. Say we've seen them feud now before, mm-hmm. so you know that's that's fine with you me. You didn't mention first ever. No, it was not a first ever. Um, I haven't seen the first ever on Lucha Underground, which is Phoenix Mundo. I haven't seen that, but that was a first ever. Jesus. They've been building really? uh, building it up as first ever. Yeah, Re- really. I don't know because si what Puma happened before. Yeah, 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 Puma Mundo. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's Phoenix Mundo, and uh, from Lucha Underground, if you need uh, if you need the pick of the week, go watch Prince Puma versus EDA. Go watch it. It's 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 so much fun. Right? What's the, what's the thing that happened? Uh 
kasi warm kalaban niya si yeah, warm up for Ray Jesus parang Christ. like the, the implosion of the trio's championship team Seriously? kinda yeah I mean yeah. They're, they're not at each other's throats but it's more of like oh no I'm better than you no I'm better than you parang gana, so. Jesus Christ yeah so that's cheesy the, the dream team was a nice team yeah I know I would take them over Phoenix Drago oh. and Aerostar I mean I mean, I love the three masks I mean the other three match masked guys but may point yung ano eh, Prince Puma EDA Mysterio team you know what just to bring it back you know, before we wrap this up just to bring it back to that that point that you raised I wouldn't have minded a rematch between Mundo PJ and Jack Evans and uh, Puma Ray and EDA hmm. I wouldn't have minded if that was the payoff at Ultima Lucha 2 because yeah. uh, ano eh, uh, yung front nila, their cover was we're going after the trio's titles but in reality they were really trying to dig deep into the Queto <laughs> underground whatever people I think people were more invested in that yeah than anything nobody gives a shit about Phoenix Drago and Aerostar right now sorry like, I mean, and, and, and that's Lucha Underground's fault yeah so it really is so yeah that, that's something that I'm just really disappointed in for a show that I love so much hi oh well yeah um, well Lucha Underground uh, the, the, their finale starts next week and in two weeks time we will be without Lucha Underground again but uh, this time it's not so inane the loss isn't so pronounced like it was last year when we were all campaigning for you know, for the second season okay like, very community yeah I mean like now okay if, if there's a season three alright fine cool I'm actually looking forward to spending Thursdays again with just one hour of TV Eva. yeah alright so that brings uh, us uh, that, that is pretty end. sad yeah. now that I think about it look how far Lucha Underground has fallen in only two seasons yeah usually uh, shows jump the shark in season three or four like Arrow yeah. <laughs> anyway, or how I met your mother. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> fine, fine. Still better. Uh, anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this week's episode. It's episode one twenty, and uh, I don't know where Thomas is right now, but he'll probably be back next week in mm. time for the interview with either Charlotte or Xavier mm. Woods or Kofi Kingston. Uh, it's gonna air first on Mellow ninety four seven by Monday or Tuesday on the Madhouse. So if you don't catch it, then don't worry, we got you. We're gonna be airing it here on the podcast. Uh, so on behalf of Rowdy Rafkamos, who is. Uh, indisposed and Rapture Romaran. My name is Stunning Stancy, and we are out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SJP podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.